This mini-sode is powered by Expats. So you mentioned earlier about the obstacle course and the anvil challenge. Uh, you see a lot of coaches today that are talking about how their kids aren't very competitive anymore or they weren't as competitive as they were in the old days. And so what is a way that you integrate competition in just everyday practices? I, I think our coaching staff has put our minds together. You know, just, just talking to college coaches across the country, they deal with this too. So, you know, we, we try to go and visit as many, many coaches as we can and get ideas. And, you know, we kind of put our own spin to it. And, and that's the thing, you know, no matter whatever you come up with or, you know, you got you to bring it across to your kids like, hey, our coach made that up and, or our team made that up. And it kind of becomes a special thing. So each year we got a few things. But the last two years has been, has been unbelievable as far as competing. You're probably going to laugh when I, when I say this, but we divide up in two teams. And before we come to the team meeting, one team cleans the locker room and the foyer in the field house. And the other team cleans the team room and the bathroom. And they get five minutes to do this. And there's about 20 guys on each team. So when we finish the team meeting and head out to practice, I've got two coaches that walk back in. And when we get to the practice field, one team is up or down one to zero based upon how well they clean. And that's just part of it. You know, paying attention to detail, whether it's uh, the tissue on the in the bathroom or whether it's a bubblegum wrapper uh, up under somebody's chair in the team room. It is just, you know, paying attention to detail, just like getting a sight bunt down in the sixth inning when you need it. You know, a guy's going to pay attention to detail. Um, so that's kind of, you know, and obviously a life lesson thing is, you know, just keep keep your, uh, just like the all black saying, uh, you know, sweep the shed, no matter if you win the championship or lose by 10 runs, you know, before you leave, you're going to sweep the shed. So that's been a pretty cool thing. Our guys have enjoyed the last couple of years. Um, so we get out to practice. And, and during the day before fifth period starts, I give our team captains a practice schedule. And there's five things that we're going to compete on that's not necessarily on the field. And, and one of the things is pre-practice setup. So one team's got to get this bucket of balls here in right field. The other team's got to get the pitching machine out to the pitcher's mound. The other team's setting up a bunch station. The other team might be setting up cones or whatever. And then, so we got two coaches judging on how well the pre-practice setup was. And there's no ties. If there is a tie, then then we kind of come up with something right there to settle it. It might be, you know, some some kind of uh, competitive drill or just run the 60 or whatever. All right, so so you could be up 2 nothing, 1-1, one, one, or down 0-2 right here. Okay, so we go into our, our pre-practice warm-up and stretches. I don't tell our team captains what they have to do. They come up with their own way to stretch, if they want to do dynamic warm-up, if they want to run two poles, if they want to uh, circle up and stretch, if they want to, I don't know, whatever, kind of make some kind of clap or noise or whatever. It's totally up to them. So i got two coaches that, that decide on who wins that. So now you're talking, you know, it might be three to one or, or two to two or whatever, and, you know, we keep it clean. They, they can – I don't want them to talk trash and kind of, you know, do things the wrong way. I kind of want it to be more encouragement for their own team to be the best that they can possibly be for their team. So once that happens, now we go into our drills. And this is could be a drill series. And, and while we're in drill series, we're not necessarily competing. We're actually learning, whether it's field and ground balls, you know, fence balls for outfielders, uh, blocking balls for catchers, we're kind of our defensive uh, drill series. And then we move into MVP, and uh, we call that Montgomery batting practice. That's where our state finals 
uh, is located in Montgomery, hence the name Montgomery Challenge as well, uh, similar to the Omaha Challenge that Vanderbilt and a lot of colleges do. But we call it Montgomery Batting Practice. And it, this is one thing that has changed the way we practice, and it's affected, our, affected us on game day in a positive way. Um, so many things are going on. It requires a lot of coaches and a lot of managers and a lot of stopwatches. Um, I'll just kind of give you a quick rundown, and if you want to go a little bit more in depth here in a little bit, I'll do it. But we got this from Mississippi State. We went over and talked with Coach Cohen and Butch Thompson two years ago when Butch was still at Mississippi State and spent the day with those guys. And it was just unbelievable how a well-oiled machine it looked like. And I said, man, I've got to learn this for our team. And, and the first time when we put it in, man, our players struggled at it, and it was like pulling teeth. But the very second, the very second time that that uh, that we did the MVP, it was unbelievable and has been ever since. But just kind of give you an idea, there's so many things going on. So, so during the morning, I'll text my hitting coach and I'll say, "Give me four categories that you want your hitters to do at practice today." And and two of them has to be somewhat of ground ball drills, and two of them has to be, you know, obviously power pulls or opposite field gap or whatever he wants to work on as as some balls to get hit to your outfielders. So he'll say, you know, hit and run, which, you know, you're trying to hit a ground ball. And then he might say ground ball right side, or he might do two strike drill, or he might do uh, just power ground balls in general for the two ground ball categories. Then the fly ball categories, it might be score them infielding in or, or runner on third less than two outs, or it might be, you know, three, one, two, oh counts. It might be power pulls, opposite field gap, whatever he wants it to be. So the hitters are being graded on that they get 16 cuts during this MVP. And that's not all their batting practice for the day. It's just for this this individual drill. So they get 16 cuts, and we've got a, a manager on the side that's grading all 16. And our hitting coach is actually pitching, and he's just saying yes, no, based upon the, do they get it right or do they not get it right as far as uh, whatever they're trying to do. So our, our catchers are obviously there. Our, our our hitting coach knows to every four pitches he's got to throw one dirt ball. Or every four pitches, you know, he throws a ball to see if we're sticking balls or framing balls or how we're receiving. And we got a we got a catching coach that's grading him on dirt balls or, or whatever the drill is for him. Our first baseman, we got one guy covering first, and we got one guy playing back deep. Um, we got two second basemen. The second baseman that's closest to the second base bag. He's turning a double play under 4.4 seconds or 4.1 or 4.3 or whatever we decide that day. The second baseman that's furthest away from second base, he's fielding all balls right, hit right at him to his left. The first baseman that's playing back deep, he's fielding all balls right at him or to his right or down the line. We've got a pitcher on the front of the mound that's doing a right side get over every time that ball is hit to that right side. And – the pitcher, there's another pitcher that's actually on the pitcher's plate, but every time the ball hits the L screen, he's playing a comebacker and turning that double play to, to second base. So he's got to communicate that with his two middle guys that are closest to the bag. Your shortstop is close to second base. He's turning all double plays. Your, there's another shortstop that's in the 5-6 hole, and every ball hit right at him to his right. We, we change this up. Some days we'll do – uh, throwovers under 4.5. Some days we'll do all backhand communication and throw it to your third baseman for that runner on first and second, force out at third when he's got to go deep in the hole and he can't throw the guy out at first. You got a third baseman that's up in the grass, and uh, 
you know, maybe one step up in the grass playing those hard hit balls he's got to knock down. And then another third baseman back deep that's playing every backhand or every ball that gets by the third baseman's right side or catching line drives. Your outfielders are, are having, or they're having to make catches on the run, web gems, get to the ground ball in four seconds. Trying to think if there's another category for our outfielders. So, so all this is kept up on scores. We got some flip charts that are from zero to nine or from zero to 99. And we've got about eight or 10 managers there that are flipping charts. My, I, I got two stopwatches in my hand. Every time a ball is hit, I'm hitting both stopwatches, one for the infielders, one for the right side get over, one for the double play, one for the comebacker. Just so much stuff is going on during this time. So along with our hitters, what they've got to accomplish with their 16 cuts each, and let's say you got 30 guys, 30 guys times 16, you know, ever how many cuts that is, you know, let's say it's 400 cuts. So I'll sit here and say, well, out of 400 cuts, our infielders should turn 32 double plays. And we tinker and play with this based upon what we think our skill level is, what obviously Mississippi State set their standard at, and and what we're, you know, as far as our arms tired, or is our arm, are we fresh? So we'll say, okay, our, our middle infielders and our third baseman, no, I'll take that back. Our middle infielders will have to turn 32 double plays. Our pitcher – uh, first baseman and second baseman has to do 22 right side getovers. The pitcher on the pitcher's plate, when it hits the L screen, he does a comebacker and he's got to turn a double play with the two middle guys. And we've got to do 19 of those. Our third baseman that's playing up, our, our shortstop that's playing in the hole, and our second baseman that's playing in the 3 4 hole, they've got to just feel the routine ground ball and get it over to first base in 4.4 seconds, and they got to do 40 of those. All infielders combined have got to catch 18 line drives. So all this, all these categories are on flip charts, and we've got them named with index cards and written in big capital letters, like one says line drive, the other says ground ball, the other one says comebacker, the other one says right side get over. XBAT has a special offer for our listeners. The X-Bat Speed Trainers, powered by Driveline Baseball, are a revolutionary bat speed training system that utilizes a mix of overload and underload weighted training bats to promote bat speed, power, and precision hitting. This month, Axe released their newest training bat, the Axe Long Trainer. The Long Trainer is a 37-inch, 37-ounce training bat that helps high school, college, and pro hitters improve their bat path and increase bat speed. It comes with data-driven training programs from Driveline Baseball for in-season and off-season development. Go to axbat.com and use our code AOTC at checkout to save 10% on your purchase of Axbat training products, including all of the Axbat speed trainers and wood bats. Axbat, your fastest swing starts now. All right, so our little managers, we're having to coach our managers up about two weeks before practice starts because there's, yeah, so, no much, there's so much stuff. And now, now they got the hang of it, and they're two years into it. So during the fall, we had a, we had a manager this year. that was His name was Anthony Green. He was a sophomore this year. He hired himself three guys in the fall. And when January got here, he, would ha- he had a PowerPoint, and he was giving them a test in the, <laughs> in the lower team room while our upper team room we were meeting. So, and look, 
we get those guys spirit packs. We let them dress out on game day. They film for us. I mean, we love them up. They're so valuable to our team. And, you know, I used to think, you know, we can't get any managers out, but I got to promote that and start working on that in the fall. And we've done a good job of that. I yeah, you need to see those guys graduate. Oh, yeah. So they just they just know that they got to train the next guy. Oh, so, nice. um, so our outfielders are, you know, they've got to get uh, 18 catch on the runs. We've got to get six web gems. We've got to get 20 get to it in four seconds or less. You know, that's, you know, trying to cut a guy from taking, making a single into a double. Just so many things are going on. Okay. And, and on top of that, we got to be organized to make sure that our right field slash shortstop slash catcher gets work at all three places. So we got like five hitting groups. Group one rotation, group two rotation, group three rotation, group four, group five. So during our midnight madness, you know what group you're in, you know what your rotation is. So you know if you're hitting, if you're an arm on the mound, you go to the mound. If you're a position guy, you know when you're going on what rotation. So in between each rotation, and our coaches have gotten much, gotten much better. It takes about 30 seconds now. In between each rotation, we call out, okay, we've got, we've got to get 21 more ground balls. We've got to get uh, seven more line drive caught, you know, and we we'll name out all the categories, which is about 15 categories that we're keeping. And our hitting coach, it's so much information for him. He just says, Hey, we need to pick it up on two strikes or we need to pick it up on hit and runs or whatever. It's just hard to tell. So at the end of all five rotations, our guys know that ever how many were short, that's how many 60 yard sprints we got before we move on to our inner squad. So let's say, out of all of the categories we kept up, let's say they're they're 19 short. Well, what I I do right there, I try to give them a chance to win those 19 back, and I'll hit night. I'll just say all infielders go to their their position, or I'll just make up some some kind of short drill. I might you know outfield catch on the runs or whatever, and I'll just hit 19 slow rollers, and they've got to throw those guys out in 4.2 or less. And usually, most of the time, they'll get about half of those. You know, as far as when you have to stop watch on them and. And so we would go out, go out and run, you know, our 12, you know, 60-yard sprints. And then our pitchers would get loose. So we move into our inner squad. And, and, and now you go back to, you know, what was the score before we started our drill series and our MVP? Oh, it was 3-2 to two black team or 3-2 to two gold team. Well, now we have our process-based scrimmage. And this, it used to be um, more than one point, but now just the whole process-based scrimmage and we got this from Brian Kane, and it is unbelievable. This is another thing that has made our practice and made our game day uh, operations just 10 times better. So that's one total point. Then our situational game is one total point. And the overall score in the game is one total point. I know we talk about the process and winning every pitch, but at the end of the day, you know, I want our guys to know what it means. That the two outs, runner on second, game's tied, last inning. We got to, we got to find a way to get that run in, or we got to find a way to dive and catch that ground ball and keep that run from scoring. So, we try to finish the day on that. And and let's say you know one team's up four to two. There's always one surprise at practice that is worth two points, and they don't know what that surprise is. It could be when somebody comes up to watch us practice. It could be going and shaking their hand. It's it could be, you know, putting the tarp on the pitcher's mound afterwards and or not having any trash on the fence line, whatever. But we as coaches, you know, I'll text them during the day and I'll say, hey, today's surprise is, uh, you know, how clean the third base dugout is or, or whatever before we leave. 